Hello everyone and welcome back to Torture Gnome Podcast. My name is Kenneth and I'm the Game Master and Producer of this podcast. Welcome to the off-season for the Torture Gnome Podcast. We'll begin with JJ, Emily, and Tom being joined by M's younger sister Hannah in the brand new world of the Tidewater Tales. If you listen to our trailer for this particular limited series, you'll know a little bit of what's going on. If you haven't, go check that out now before you listen to this. Speaking of now, now is a great time to tell any of your friends who listen to D&D podcasts or, like always, just want to listen to some crazy, wacky antics to start listening along with you. Tell them to catch up their adventures in Theria all the way through the first season of the Tortured Gnome and catch up with us here in Tidewater along the way. Make sure that you subscribe to our feed using your favorite podcast app that we can be found on. If you have any questions or any suggestions, please email me at torturedgnomepodcast at gmail.com. That's torturedgnomepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Gnome Tortured. That's at Gnome Tortured. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello, gnomes and gnomes, and welcome back to the Torture Gnome Podcast. My name is Kenneth. I'm going to be your dungeon master, going around the table, starting with Emily. I wasn't ready to be first. Hi, everyone. I'm Emily, and I normally play uh, Kai the Demon Bane, but tonight I'm going to be playing your new favorite little kobold, Kling. Next up is Thomas. Hey everybody, uh, my name's Thomas. Uh, I usually play Richard Fitzgood, but today I'm going to be playing Figs Court of Plumo. And JJ! Uh, hey, it's JJ. Uh, normally I'll be playing Samson Riggs. Uh, tonight I'm going to be playing Athos Lightfoot, the Tabaxi Rogue Bard. And last and certainly not least, our guest for today, Hannah. Hi, my name is Hannah. I am going to be playing the sibling of Kling, a fighter kobold. And what is the sibling's name? Klang. Klang, all right. So, I know you guys are wondering where are favorite band of misfits and where is the city of Iago? Well, one of our number had to go and have a baby, so... They couldn't tough it out like our good friend Tom when they just had twins several months back. And Tom didn't miss a single recording session. But, you know, it's different when you're the female of the you know, of the female persuasion and you're the one actually giving birth to the children. So we're going to cut Summer a little bit of slack. So we brought in another new friend. Hannah, won't you just tell us just a smidge about yourself and how we chose you to come in and, and fill in for us? Um, I am Emily's little sister. Um, I probably came in through her recommendations. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yep, and we are very glad to have you. So we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're kind of considering this our off-season after we finished up our arc one uh, of of the Torture Dome podcast. So we're going to be stepping away. Now, we I thought about going back to our West Bay Chronicles, but I thought that we would do something a little bit different here. And we're going to start with the Tidewater Tales. And for those of you who haven't listened to our little teaser trailer for the Tidewater Tales, Tidewater is a city. Uh, it is on, let me get my notes back up here. Uh, Tidewater is the largest city on the Blue Coast, and they have gone through some changes recently, 
And after being part of an alliance that wiped out a lot of the monstrous, monstrous is in quotes here, uh, races nearby with a couple of other cities, including a dwarven city and an elven city, the people of Tidewater changed their leadership, got rid of them, voted them out, and voted in new leadership, and have tried to make these the survivors of this unprovoked assault uh, at home in the city. And what they did was, since a lot of them were underground races, uh, or were obviously not very happy with being, you know, most of their families and all being wiped out, uh, the people of Tidewater took a portion of their under sewer, their lower sewer, completely cleaned it up, modernized it, built homes for these people, put in magical lights for street lamps, uh, shops and things like that for them to be able to live uh, and actually start to work and integrate into the society of Tidewater. That's obviously put some uh, strain with Tidewater and their other neighbors, but uh, Tidewater's the biggest port city on the Blue Coast, so they can kind of you know, put up a middle finger to the other guys and it's like, eh, we'll do what we want. So, in an effort, this has been probably about two years uh, since um, since that since the since, since the incident is the, what most people in Tidewater try to tell themselves. Uh, they have actually started a few initiatives and are trying to get some of the inhabitants of Undertide, uh, which is the name of the town, the community of these monstrous uh, creatures. Uh, although they're not called that, they're simply called outsiders uh, in the uh, in the city of Tidewater. They're trying to come up with something better, but that's the best that they can come up with right now. Uh, but they're trying to recruit some of these denizens of Undertide into actually working for the city. Uh, some have actually taken a liking to actually do, actually working in the sewers, uh, maintaining the sewers. Uh, some of your goblins uh, are actually getting into working in the working in the sewers, uh, and that is what they've done best. Like they've been very very good at that. Uh, some of the other denizens have kind of stepped up and started doing some other things. Some have become shopkeepers. But the newest initiative from the town above is trying to bring some of them into the town guard. The very first group from the town that was, was introduced into the town guard actually worked really, really well. They introduced a group of four they patrolled together. They started patrolling in Undertide before they were moved up once they had enough experience. Uh, and they are actually now patrolling the streets above. So now there's a new group that's going to be coming in. And that's where we're going to pick up today because these are the four new recruits for our story. Um, Do we know each other? How are we going into this? I, I would say that you're familiar with each other. There's only a few hundred uh, denizens in Undertide, so I'm sure that some of you, you've probably run into each other or, you know, bitten somebody before. Yeah. Uh, so Overall. I would say that you're at least familiar with each other. Yeah. 
uh, overall I would say mine is probably the least familiar. Uh, he, he spent a lot of time actually on ships sailing and cargo and all that. So yeah, probably seen you all around, but not not friendly necessarily. Yep, and you were actually chosen because you are more familiar with the with the Overcity, uh, and you're actually kind of a bridge to the people in the Undercity because there are other Tabaxi that are in the you know that are part of the the, the groups here in Undertide. Uh, by and large, most of the most of the people, most of the the denizens in Undertide uh, are kind of orcish or goblin. Um, you know, there's you know, probably about 30 kobolds, very few Aarakocra, definitely, you know, a diverse group, but we're also, you know, some of them are very small populations. So there have been town guard in Undertide since the beginning. Most of it was handled by, of course, by the actual town guard. So there is a town guard station in kind of the city center for Undertide. Uh, and that's where you guys are meeting up today. You guys have kind of all gathered here and you're sitting down, you have, some, you have some snacks and drinks and things like that. So most of you guys are actually pretty, you know, you know pretty hardy. Uh, you're all pretty well-versed in your weapons use. So you guys are all kind of prepared as far as that goes. So they're going to kind of give you a mission and see what happens. Hmm. Uh, so the door opens up and in walks a human. Uh, he's probably about six foot two. He's got dark hair and a beard uh, and he's wearing spectacles. Uh, and he's wearing a captain's uniform. So he is, you guys actually know who this guy is. Uh, this is Captain Walsh, uh, and he is the head of the guard for Undertide. And he walks in and kind of, you know, motions for you guys to have a seat. And he just stands up at the front of the room where there's a lectern. And he says, uh, thank you for coming. Uh, it is good to see you here. You guys have been handpicked, or ladies, as the case may be. Uh, you have been handpicked as our second group to go through our training to become town guards people for the Undercity. As you know, it has been a difficult road for all of your people. Some less difficult than others as he looks over at Athos. But each one of you has suffered some form of hardship uh, due to the incident. So, of course, we're trying to make up as best we can for that. And I think trying to integrate as many into society and showing some of the more skeptical of our population in the upper city that you are civilized and you are helpful uh, would go a long way towards us not only having you accepted in the upper city but also in the area at large uh, and showing our fellows how wrong the incident was 
So, are there any questions? You said there was food in here? Yeah, like there's like little finger sandwiches and, you know, little snacks. Kling is at the table just shoving things into her bag. <laughs> um, not even listening. Um, and she'll look over to Kling like, Kling! Kling! Look! Sandwiches! Uh, Kling will, um, look up from her food that she is, um, not shoving into her bags, but rather her mouth. Um, and she'll say, What? Sandwiches? Sandwiches. Um, she will reach towards the sandwiches and add them to her ever-growing um, <laughs> mouthful of food. <laughs> okay, so Captain Walsh sees this and he smiles. He's actually pretty familiar with you two uh, because both of you have actually come through here not because you were applying to be in the guard, but because you were being arrested by the guard. <laughs> uh, because the, the, there's no real word in um, in the kobold language for stealing, uh, which of course you know that because you know everything you know belongs to everybody. You know, you try not to just take somebody's food, but you know. Like, if you need a tool or something like that, you just go and get it and use it and go put it back. If somebody's making dinner, well, then somebody's going to come in. They're going to help pitch in. Uh, so let's get let's get some descriptions here. Uh, why don't we start with Clang? Why don't you just kind of give me a general description of, of Clang and... What, what they're wearing in, you know, maybe a gender, since we had that, that was a long, that was the long game in the, in the main podcast. So why don't you tell me a little, what, what does Clang look like, Anna? Clang is a, a kobold on the rather small side. Uh, she has um, yellow eyes and she's like a coppery color. Maybe just a smidge darker than Kling's. She's wearing um, rather heavy-looking chainmail, and she has a very disproportionately um, big great sword and great axe on her back. So, so the the swords are like three times the size of 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 Kling. Yes, and she seems to carry them without any trouble at all, as if she doesn't even notice they're there. Ripped. Or enchanted, one of the two. Or enchanted. <laughs> All right, M. Tell me about Kling. What does Kling look like? Um, Kling just looks like um, Klang. Um, just a little bit on the thinner side. Um, Kling is also wearing um, just like these really fancy clothes that she found in the trash probably was made for a doll so they're like a little bit too small but it's got like a little ruffly collar and uh on her back is like little makeshift drums so so it's the little drummer kobold yes and there's just like a little her she's just a little spacey like <laughs> 
like one eye will go the other direction of another if they uh, if she just sits there long enough. So. Yeah, so. Looking, you know, so looking on at this, uh, Tom, why don't you describe uh, scribe figs for us? Um, so he's an Aracocra, um, but he's not the the standard one you would think, like a big, uh, you know, majestic eagle or hawk or anything. He's actually a, a, a little uh, bearded reedling, uh, which are probably about the roundest animal you'll ever see, or at least roundest bird. Um, he's only four foot two and uh, carries a full size halberd, so most times it just. He looks really out of place, or at least, you know, a uh, l- little funny compared to uh, what he should probably be carrying. He uh, has a small sweater vest that he wears, um, and that that's kind of all he's wearing, actually, is a, is a little vest. <laughs> so he's, it's a four-foot sphere of a bird wearing a sweater vest. Yeah, that's about him. There was a college football coach that used to coach for Kansas that looked like that. Like he was round and wore a sweater vest. Or could just use Andy Reid for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's probably about right. And also watching these two uh, go on and trying to listen to Captain Walsh is JJ's character, Athos. So why don't you give me a description of Athos, JJ? Yeah, so Athos is a tabaxi, uh, which for anybody who doesn't know, it's essentially a cat, but humanoid, so typically walks on uh, two feet. He is lighter in color, about six foot two, so fairly tall, really long, lithe. Um, has some very light colored striped patterns uh, kind of sprinkled in uh, throughout his body. Uh, has a, a, a fox-like shape to his head. Uh, and at the moment he is I don't know the rest of the mood but he is fairly relaxed uh, kind of lounged back in a chair uh, uh, lapping uh, milk out of a goblet kind of imagine that uh, when one of the little kobolds running around the table shoving things in either mouth or bag probably gets a little too close to his plate and just hear a very low feline growl as they scamper away from his food as he pulls the plate a little closer uh, and just watches them uh, also eyeing this little round bird with an interest. (laughs) So we have a a tail twitch behind him. We have a cat person with a bird and two little lizards. Yes. This could get interesting. So... Captain Walsh kind of snaps their fingers over towards Kling and Clang. It's like, ladies, ladies, ladies. Do Kling and Clang actually pay attention? Kling's head snaps over to stare. I feel like Like, super still. They would both like do it at the exact same time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that that tracks. So ladies, you don't have to we can pack those snacks up and send them with you. Uh, since you are going to be working with the guard, we will provide, of course, pay you and provide you with um, meal rations and things such as that. So you won't 
have an opportunity to go hungry uh, as long as you're the, in the employee of the city in the town, in the capacity of the town guard. So don't worry about being hungry or having to hoard food. Is that okay, ladies? Can we can we do that? Playing is going to start. <laughs> she kind of her she kind of narrows her eyes and she's going to kind of stand up on her stool she is sitting on, <laughs> kind of like reaching her arms out across the table, starting to grab the food and pull it towards her. <laughs> kind of a growl escaping her throat, and she's gonna say, "You don't take Clang's food." So, so at at this, um, see. Athos wave a hand lazily um, as Mage Hand kind of pops out and grabs her by the scruff of her neck and not not hard, just picks her up off the table. No doubt food pouring out of her hand <laughs> and uh, just kind of holds it there for a second. Um, Kling is going to start growling and falls down on all fours and like, <laughs> oh god, um is going to jump up onto the table and jump at the mage hand to try and attack it. Let go of my sister! Athos uh, is get a chuckle and uh, playfully toss with the mage hand at her. You're throwing clang at me? <laughs> yeah, like, as you're running over, he's going to like toss her at you. Oh, this is starting out great. <laughs> this whole time, Clang has been, um, like, <laughs> you people like when they're falling, they're like running in midair. That's what she's doing. <laughs> it's it's like it's like a goddamn Bugs Bunny cartoon. Exactly. <laughs> the, the Wily Coyote has run off the cliff and is still running. Rex is just looking disgusted at the whole situation, <laughs> Rub rubbing his eyes with just, you know, like two fingers, like, holy shit, I got stuck with them. Kling is going to, once Kling hits the ground, Kling is going to, like, stand over her body and, like, puff up like an angry cat and bark at... <laughs> What's your character's name, <laughs> JJ? Athos. Athos, so you're gonna, she's gonna bark at Athos. He'll narrow his eyes, and he'll, you'll see the tail start twitching a little faster. Uh, but he'll turn slowly, turn his gaze back towards uh, the, the guard captain. Let's refrain from restraining our potential teammates if we can. Just shrugs. So, I think we have a good first mission for you guys uh, we actually had a merchant uh, say that they spotted some really skittery movement down here uh, on the on a uh, on an external route coming into uh, undertide so we wanted somebody to go and check that out. We don't want something like a, you know, like a family of giant spiders moving in or something like that. Now, regular spiders, we just kind of have to deal with. And sometimes snakes will get down here. But uh, they definitely thought it looked much larger than 
a, than a regular spider or a cat or something like that. So uh, we definitely wanted to make sure that we're going to keep Undertide safe for all the denizens that live here. Clang is going to lean over to Kling and she's going to say, What does skittering mean? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a food. A food? Can I eat skittering? Uh, no. You you remember what your sister did there when she hopped up and hopped up on the table and went on all fours? That that is that's skittering. Kind oh. of. Oh. Kind of bouncing around and being very light on their feet. Like this. And then, um, Kling <laughs> is going to start skittering all over the table. <laughs> Kling is going to clap her hands. <laughs> See, Atha pick up his plate off the table out of the way. <laughs> At, this is, this is correct. Uh, Kling, why don't you have a seat? <laughs> I feel like Kling is like running back and forth, but then when he says that, Kling is going to sit right down in front of Athos. They're like little tail twitching. <laughs> so, this is only a couple of hours walk. Uh, it You'll follow the main boulevard out and probably you can hang a left uh, here. And he actually points to a map on the wall. So I'll give you a copy of this map here. It's actually very, very detailed. And we'll tell you exactly where he saw the motion and where you might be able to find what you're looking for. Uh, any other questions? Uh, um, how big is the map? Ah, it's actually like a it's 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 not like the old school road maps that you would keep in your glove box for a long trip but kind of like half that size uh he hands it to athos i was like i'm wondering if uh, the the smalls can even carry it yeah i mean it folds up okay well, he'll he'll kind of look it over and he'll actually set it down on the table uh, momentarily he'll kind of gently scoot uh, uh, I'm gonna get it confused all night long. Which, which one is in front of me? Cling. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll gently kind of uh, scoot her out of the way as I set the map down. Hey, no touching. Clang uh, is going to climb up onto the stool, smacking her hands onto the table, looking at the map very intensely, and then she's going to look up <laughs> at Athos, right? Yeah. And she's gonna say, "I can't read this." <laughs> <sighs> Athos is gonna look up almost pleadingly at uh, the guard captain, like really. And then kinda... he 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 kind of he kind of shrugs with his with his shoulders and his hands. Uh, he'll kind of close his eyes for a second, uh, slow a deep breath, and uh, look down. It it's okay, little one. I I will take care of it. He'll kind of. Uh, pull the map and, and no doubt kind of scoot her off and, and roll it up and, and stick it in his vest pocket. Has Figs had any uh, any response during all of this? 
Oh, he's he's just more or less face bombing hard. He doesn't know what the fuck he got himself stuck into with these these three. <laughs> he, I mean, he he started off side eyeing the cat for obvious reasons, but it's just like, <laughs> holy shit, these two are just fucking off the rockers. The, the 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 cat is probably the least of your worries. He seems like he's probably competent. <laughs> Clang is trying to get Cling to arm wrestle her now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, does anybody need any gear, any any boots, or I think everybody's armored. Uh, unless figs, you want some sort of armor. Uh, no, not not personally. No. no. Okay. So we'll go ahead since it's early morning. You guys should have the, ladies and gentlemen, should have the ability to get to where you're going and be able to get back and report to us if you find anything uh, before close of business today. Uh, which, of course, the the constable's office here, the cat, the cap, the guard captain's office here, closes at about 7 p.m. So. Uh, if there are no further questions, I will leave you to it. I will add those will take a few more laps at his uh, uh, chalice of, of milk and set it down and uh, push his chair back. Nod his head in acknowledgement and uh, head towards the door. Yep. And Captain Walsh holds the door open and kind of ushers for you to all head out. Are we going? Yes, yes, you're going you're going now and you have your lunch. So you should be good to go for the day. Clang. What? What? We're going for a walk. Where? I don't know. Oh. Uh Clang is going to reach her hand out and grab Clang's hand. Yeah, she'll grab it. Yep, and yeah, go ahead. I was at Athos just smiles in spite of himself and, and continues walking into the, the the kind of midday light. Oh, there's no daylight. This is under. This is the that's uh, the. We have the. Or, well, the artificial the lights. Yeah, the artificial yeah. lights. Oh, and uh, Captain Walsh comes from. Uh, comes back out of the room and say, I do apologize. I forgot to give these to you. Uh, and he has kind of these black tubes uh, that have like a little wrist loop on them. Uh, and he says that if you take this top off here, and he actually pops the top off, and it actually radiates light. So there is... So these are for light in dark places. We call them, we call we, they're just a light. Uh, if you will open both sides and he actually takes the other end, he said, you can actually sit this on the ground and touch right here. And he shows a little spot. And then the black, actually the casing uh, comes loose and it actually, it's, it's, it's about as bright uh, as one of the streetlights, even though it's much smaller. Uh, these are good for 
several hours at a minimum if you're going to use it on the on the uncased setting uh, and then he shows you guys how to reassemble it it just kind of he kind of closes back up and you put both ends back on it uh, and if you just use one end and you're using it just as a as a spot a spotting tool uh, it could last for several days uh, before it would have to be recharged by one of our mages so uh, take good care of these. These are yours to use for the day. You do need to turn them in at the end of the day. And he gives you know, one each to Athos and Figs that are appropriately sized. And he has two much smaller ones for Kling and Clang. Kling is instantly going to turn it on. So, and and stare directly into the light. Yeah, it, it, it hurts your eyes. Lang is going to put hers in her mouth. And Captain Walsh steps back over and puts the top back on uh, back on Kling's and carefully touches the end of, of uh, Kling's snout and says, it doesn't taste very really good. <laughs> Kling will stare at him, um, mouth a little bit full, and then take it back out of her mouth. Why don't you why don't you put that on your belt? Or in your or in your pack. Thing will reluctantly listen. She wants looks like she wants to put it in her mouth again, but it didn't taste like much. Yeah, it tasted like it tasted like something that's not food. Yeah, Athos will just pocket his uh, and assume he's not gonna need it. Yeah, I mean, it's because the path that they're talking about actually leads down into Undertide uh, from a little bit of ways outside of the city. So merchants would use this uh, to come da- to come down into Undercity with uh, with wagons and carts. Uh, and then they they have they have lifts, they have elevator lifts that can also bring them in. But uh, if something's coming directly from outside the city, they would just take this down so it used to be there used to be a that uh, used to be the there was actually a station outside of town that they would actually bring equipment down in to work with uh but then then that's still there uh and they still use it to for the for the upper sewers uh but they don't bring that equipment down into the lower sewers anymore at least on this side of this side of the town So you guys have flashlights and you have lunch. So are you guys heading out towards where you're heading? Yes. I don't know about the rest, but Athos is. He's going to pull that back out and, and head in that direction they were indicating. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, and you're familiar with this route. Uh, and they've, it's probably about two thirds of the way out of the, out of, out of the, out of the undertide. So, not a ridiculous amount of walking, but it's still a little bit of ways. Kling is back down on all fours and like running along the path and smelling things. Yeah, I mean you're back. You're still in the in the city in the the town portion of Undertide right now. You're very familiar with this area. That doesn't matter. Yeah, 
Yeah, your your Clean house. Is still your excited. Yeah, yeah. Your house is about three blocks over that away, or your apartment with with Clang. I was just going to say, Figs is following behind, and just because of the way he's uh, his stature and his feathers line up, it almost looks like he floats. Can't really see his feet. No <laughs> feathers, kind of like you know, almost drag the ground as he's going. So it's just kind of like. You know, like one of those Russian floating dance people, but he just kind of like floats behind the rest of the party. Like a furry bubble. Yeah, just a little <laughs> furry bubble following you around. A feathery yeah. bubble. He's feathery a feathery bubble. bubble. Feathery. You're the you're the furry bubble. Yes. Well, you're not a bubble, but you're the furry. Yeah. And then Kling and Clang are the scaly ones. True. So, you guys walk and walk and walk and some of you haven't walked this long in a while and of course cling and clang you're like oh I could put a trap right there and you know like we could really make this a you know a, a proper kobold layer you know if we, if we had all the tools that we should need and you guys get to the area that they were talking about that Captain Walsh had pointed you to. And of course now there's some there's some cross tunnels and things like that. Uh, so there's more than just the town that you guys are living in for Undertide. So there's still plenty more room if there were more refugees that were coming in. Uh, and some of this area could actually be reopened for sewers but they don't want to do that with the people were actually bringing in supplies and things like that from this area. So, do you guys want to explore together? Do you want to explore parts? How would you like to accomplish this task? Um, if no one says anything, Kling is going to look at Klang and just scamper off. Um, Klang will not let her go alone, and she will look back at the other two, and she'll say, Kling must have gotten a scent. We have to hurry before it gets away. Come on. <laughs> and then she's going to chase after Kling. Yep, so, Kling, why don't you give me... Why don't you give me an investigation roll? <clears throat> oh, God. <laughs> yep, so, Kling's moving along quickly, and even though they have... Kobolds uh, have dark vision, don't they? Yeah. Yep, so... You got you kind of moving away from the the light, and Kling actually takes a tumble out into the next uh, major thoroughfare, and just like hits it and like hits a wet spot, skids, tumbles, rolls, and like runs smack first, you know, head first into the wall across the. Kling will let out a little yelp of pain and then <laughs> whimper like a dog with a little tail between their legs. That hurt. Clang is laughing at her. <laughs> okay. What are Athos and Figs doing here? I think he's just standing there in disbelief of these two. The... the chaos of it all. He's more used to a uh, well-oiled machine 
working on uh, the shipyard and, and the freight lines and the shipping lines that, that watching these just uh, I don't even know what she what he would call them just just absolute chaos of, of beings uh, just having some run-ins with kobolds but overall not been this involved with them yeah and some of the ones that you've worked with before they're pretty industrious sometimes these two seem to be more on the absent-minded side they are babies still <laughs> yep so uh do, does athos or figs actually open up their light at first i'm gonna say no because he has well he has a 17 passive perception and 60 foot of dark vision so he, he kind of sees exactly what's going on but seeing the the full-on you know face wall situation that just happened it's gonna maybe assume that their dark vision is not as good as his and he'll, he'll pop his light into kind of a, a uh, wider spot being not a not a real focus beam but a It'll take him a second to get it where he okay. it, but a, a wide spot just to see now is, uh, and again, I'm not going to get this tonight. Which one hit the wall? Clingdon. He'll walk up and, and kneel down and just, uh, are you okay, little one? Cling hmm. will um, stand up on two feet again. And like hold out their little arms and look at themselves. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh do not forget your light. <gasps> My shiny. And then Kling will pull out the light and look into it once more. <sighs> and it hurts again. <laughs> shiny away from you. Um <laughs> is it like like an all-around light does it have like a pinpoint like a flashlight uh it's it's like it's it's like an adjustable flashlight so you could actually take off both ends and you have light in front of you and light behind you so like if you wanted to like keep an eye over your shoulder you could you know just have like, like a pinpoint uh you could you you can narrow it down but maybe not like super pin like not like super duper pinpoint but you could okay. narrow it if you wanted to was gonna and you, turn into a and cat they, there for a second, but yeah. yeah well, you can. Uh, oh God, you trying to trying to get JJ <laughs> to chase the light? No, <laughs> Kling was gonna chase the light. Um, but yeah, so you could. Now they did show you how to take it apart uh, for all around light if you needed to. Okay. Kling Kling probably wasn't paying attention to that. Oh. God no. Kling doesn't know why they're here. <laughs> Kling is um upon seeing that Kling has gotten her light out, she is going to pull her light out and she is shaking it like why is it not turning on? Um she's going to look over at um Figs, which I assume is closest to her, and she's gonna hold it out um to them and she's gonna say, Can you can you She's gonna look at it really closely. Make it um and she she can't quite think of the word and she's just gonna kinda do like a little like um how with her hands, like 
<laughs> and then hold it up to them. Who are you holding it up to? Figs. You? Oh, uh, so Figs will take it and he's he's going to very uh, apprehensively turn it on for him. He, he's, you know, not not happy he's doing it, but he's like, man, if I don't do it, she's just going to ask someone else. So he'll turn it on and he'll uh, kind of hastily hand it back, almost drop it in your hands because he doesn't really want to touch you. Uh, Clang will um, look at him with very um, grateful <laughs> eyes, like he just like hung the sun or something <laughs> and she's going to not look into it but she is going to pretend like she is swinging it around like pointing at everything around her I, I think seeing the, the happy uh, like thankful eyes you might get a little bit bit of a smile out of figs but he's uh, gonna kind of quickly st- uh, stamp that down and uh, try to act you know unconcerned about what uh, Kling's doing there or Kling? Clang? Clang. I'm Clang. Clang. I'm okay, Clang. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he'll probably, probably take his own out, but rather than, like, pointing it like a, a flashlight, I think he's going to kind of put it into his vest and just kind of, like, have it kind of propped outwards and almost like a lantern in front of him, so he probably just looks like a big illuminated fluff ball as he kind of uh, <laughs> walks behind the party. Yep. So, who wants to give me another investigation roll? I shouldn't, but I will. Not me. Oh, we got a plus two. All right, I'll, I'll take I'll take this L, guys. Oh. No more. That's a terrible. So as you're kind of walking along, you guys are kind of making your way through, kind of, kind of systematically sweeping the tunnels here. Uh, you actually do spot what looked to be some movement. And it looked like it ducked down a tunnel right over there. Okay, so Figs is going to see any movement. He's going to like immediately kind of like uh, put his halberd out in front of like the whole party. I assume our, our kitty cat leader is up front and the two lizards are in the middle. So he's going to kind of uh, like uh, stage cane everybody <laughs> to a stop and <laughs> kind of point over towards where he sees movement, but he's not going to say anything. So Athos look in the direction that Figs uh, pointed, um, and just stand still. Again, leaving his light in kind of a spot, but almost pull it away from that area so that it's just barely illuminated. Uh, thinking maybe whatever it is will come out uh, if they all stand real still. Um, we all see it. It's been pointed out to everyone. Yeah, yeah, it was pointed out. I don't know if you saw it, but I pointed it out. Yeah. So if you if you if you have not rolled a investigation, you can. So this will be uh, Athos and Clang. (laughs) Yes, Clang. (laughs) 
Yeah, Athos and Clang can roll an investigation now, too. <laughs> yeah, look at that, Emily. <laughs> Clang, Clang sees, you know, Clang, Clang attacks the darkness. Um, Clang is busy um, watching Figs. She has affixed her light just like Figs has, and she, <laughs> as soon as um, Figs stopped and put <laughs> his arm out, she did the exact same thing as him. Yep. So, Athos, you definitely can tell there is something humanoid right there. Hmm. Humanoid. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, so he's gonna... I, I'm assuming Kling uh, and Clang are, are looking off in the complete wrong direction going to take a few very cautious steps closer. He wants to get as close to this, this thing as he can. Uh, trying not to alert. Uh, so he'll actually uh, slowly turn off his light. Kind of rely you, on his dark vision. Why don't you give me a stealth check here? This is going to be a disadvantage though because you guys popped around here and it was pretty bright. You guys actually came in with the you know, lights are blazing. Uh, well, I shouldn't. That was a that was a crit fail in the first one. Yeah. So. so yeah, you you stumble and fall down, and yeah. you hear yeah you hear a as this humanoid figure comes out of the shadows. And you guys can all kind of look at it now, and you can tell that it used to be humanoid. It was probably a human at one point, uh, but it's very, very pale uh, and looks to have very, very sharp fangs now. I think that's going to be a good time for us to go ahead and roll for initiative. They're saying we won't talk our way out of this. No, this looks this looks feral. Well, I apparently did not click my character, but uh, twenty-five. No. Uh, Do I just drag my character up? Yeah. Ah, there we go. It's been a hot minute since I've used roll twenty. <laughs> I'm used to Pathfinder <laughs> sheets. <laughs> Imagine if the kobolds got turned into vampires. I'm immediately chucking both of you into something. <laughs> I didn't have myself selected, but I, I got an eight. Okay, how do I add? I mean, I can um, just re-roll, but I was trying to be honest. Yeah, I get it. Athos had a 25, you said? Yeah. Eight for figs. Right. Like the loot lizard picture. It's pretty good. <laughs> Cute, isn't it? Pretty good. The other one just looks like criminally insane. <laughs> Alright, Athos, you are going to start from prone here. 
So you're so to stand you'll stand up will take half your movement. And yes. you can do what you need to do. Yes. Um yeah, so he's gonna catch his foot on something on the ground and he will stumble to the ground and uh, it, as soon as he hears the, the hissing he's going to immediately stand up and draw his rapier and hang up and check something that uh, this subclass has is I don't need uh, no man I'm sorry I should have I should have researched this more uh, there's something to do with I don't need something for sneak attack Well, most uh, most most rogues, if the if they haven't if the if the uh, enemy hasn't acted this turn, then it you you still have you'll have, you would have advantage. Well, yeah, it's uh, called rakish audacity, so uh, don't need advantage on the attack roll to use your sneak attack if you are within five foot of the creature and there are no other creatures within five foot of you, and you don't have disadvantage already. Sneak attack is just an add-on for damage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was just before I decided exactly what I was gonna do, I was gonna make sure that yeah, so um, Is this uh where is the, the spawn? Uh it's right where right where you see it. Oh, is it not showing up for y'all? Is it right here? The little Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the white okay. uh, the white is me. Yeah, so um yeah, he'll stand up and uh, he's actually going to move a 30 foot of movement, so half 15 up, make it right here. And since he's within five foot, he's going to uh, take a shot with his uh, swing with his rapier. Seventeen will hit. Alright, so get the initial, and then also. Additional. Well, I guess it already did it there. Yeah, it already did it. So that's eight damage. Yeah. Uh, and then. Uh, as a. Uh, nope, actually, that's it. He's going to be done. Okay. All right. Next up is the vampire spawn. And it did not like getting stabbed. So it is going to claw at Athos. It's a 16 to hit. Just hits the 15 AC. Yep. Alright, that's going to be 9 damage. Ouch. And it's going to do that again. That's going to be a 12. 
That does not hit. That does not hit. Alright. 15, sorry. I was trying to math and that was not working. Okay. And that is its turn. Clang! Something just clang! Something just swiped and uh, scratched the crap out of your your uh, your new your new cat friend. Yes. Okay. Um. How far is Clang from this vampire spawn? Uh, ten foot. Ten Two foot. squares. So the the vamp the spawn is right here. So you're right here. So you're okay. right there. Now, my rules, my rules for flanking is that to get flanking, to actually get advantage, you have to be on opposite corners or opposite sides of the enemy. Uh, if you are in a position where you are both next to the enemy, you get a plus two to your attack. Okay. So it's a little different than raw. Okay. Oh boy. Bear with me. I haven't played actual D&D. Um, I'm just having multiple <laughs> goes with like actions with Pathfinder. Um, is it an action to draw my sword? No. no. Okay. No, that was that was fourth edition, which you are too young to have played. You are correct. That was that was where I spent most of my years DMing. I just I played th uh, three, three, five, and two. So, so yeah, you don't have to draw, use an action to draw weapons. So, what would you like to do? Okay. Well, first, um, Clang is going to draw her great axe. Okay. Um, and then I am going to. Use. I'm going to move to the other side of the vampire okay. spawn. So true flanking, you're good there. All right, so you get advantage on this attack roll. Eighteen, and that'll hit. Roll me some damage. Right. Do I so I roll the damage normal or with the uh, advantage? Uh, well, I mean, you get. Uh, I mean, damage is damage unless you get a crit. Okay. You get double damage if it was a crit. So twenty-four damage. Let's see. So, do you get extra attacks with your fighter class that you built? I do get an extra deck. Okay. Cool. I will hit again. <laughs> All right. Swing with advantage. That's a crit. So now you get to uh, roll double damage. You have to get to roll crit damage. I roll twice. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh gosh. Well, that's that's a that's a 
that's a, that's an attack again. Oh, did I get it? Yeah, I got it. Whoops. No. Yeah, you gotta no. actually roll the damage. Did I not hit the damage? I did hit the damage. Click on the great axe. Yeah, yeah, just click. Yeah, just click where it. Uh, oh, I can click the actual. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh -huh. underneath. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Click on the one where you crit. So click Anyways. on the word great axe on the twenty-eight. Yeah, just... Oh. Okay. Yeah, so that's okay. twenty more damage. So you rocked this thing. All right. Is that everything? That would be everything. Okay. So next up from the tunnel right behind you guys comes another one of these things. Roll 12 off screen. <clears throat> but I didn't want you guys to see that. And it's going to decide that that bird looks delicious and it's gonna scoot right here and attack the burb mm, come on where's my character sheet come back here well i'll just use one's character sheet since it's already all right it's going to take a swipe with its claws on the bird and it's gonna miss seven I'm assuming a seven misses. Figs, seven misses. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was muted. Um, yeah, seven misses. Okay. And it comes back with a 24 on the next one. That'll hit it. Yeah, that's 11 slashing damage. Yeah, that won't. Alright, that's going to bring up Kling. Um, okay. I... They're behind me now? Yep, there's one behind you, and then your sister is with the other one. Your, your sister rocked the rocked the Casbah on the other one. Um... So, so your options could be go and try to help them, or help the burb. Kling's really only interested in helping Kling. Um, Kling is going to pull out their little homemade drums and say, no, no, it just needs a song and they'll make them happy. And then, um, they're going to like pitter patter on their little drums and I'm going to give Kling a uh, bardic inspiration as my bonus action. Okay. Which is just add a d6 to an ability check. Attack roll or saving throw. After the, the, it's after the, it's been determined, right? Whether it hits or misses. Isn't that right? Um. 
must be decided before the DM says whether oh. the roll succeeds oh. or fails. Before, okay. Yep, so you have to do it before. All right, um, so bardic inspiration. Yep, and then for my action, they're, what do they look like? They're just like humans? So these look like they used to be humans. They are very, very pale. Uh, their eyes are like, there's no white in their eyes, which of course that's not unusual for you guys, uh, but they're like, their eyes are complete glowing red. Okay. Um, These are Kling, obviously not natural. Kling is going to turn around to the other one and laugh because it looks stupid to her. Like, huh, look at you hiding in the dark with your little red eyes. Um, it's just mockery. All right, do it. Is that a... Uh, uh, wisdom saving throw. Wisdom they have to meet wisdom. 15 meter beat. Wisdom saving throw. Let's see if we get a wisdom save. Nope. Does not. That is. 1d4 second damage. 2. 2 damage. 2 damage. But it also does. Also does. Uh, disadvantage on the next attack roll. You need to keep up with that. Okay, I... I shall. Watch me. Yep. Alright. Is that everything? Yep. Alright, next up is Figs. Figs, you got slashed. This thing came out of the dark. Because he got slashed, he's a little pissed off, so uh, Figs is actually going to go into a rage. Oh, boy. Drop his little beaked face a little bit, and uh, the 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 reedlings actually have like a war paint <laughs> kind of already built into their feathers. So uh, you're gonna see his little head drop, and uh, his 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 plumage kind of blow back as his little foot unseen footsteps have him flying as fast as he can towards uh, the opponent that struck him there. There's not a whole lot going on this map, but um, let's see what's yeah. yeah, you just tell. Yeah, just tell me which one you're attacking. Uh, I'm. I'm going to go for the one that hit me. Okay, go ahead. Right. Uh, um, um. So, I should be able to take two attacks. One as a bonus, and one as my standard action. Okay. So my first one. Sixteen will hit. All right. So that's eight damage. Right, and your second plus, attack. Plus eight plus two because I'm raging. Oh, eight plus two. Okay, okay. That's a second one. Okay, and that'll be uh, thirteen to him. Thirteen to the second one. So ten and thirteen, so yeah, twenty-three in total from both attacks. Uh, and that that that's it for Mr. Fluffy. All right. So that is the end of the first round of combat. Next up, back to the top of the round, is Athos. So it's going to be just the briefest of moments. Very surprised that this little kobold across from him 
just rocked the absolute shit out of this yeah. thing. Damn, damn near wrecked it. <laughs> yeah, so, and how's it looking? Um, it's still standing and still has some fight left in it. Okay. Uh, so, I'm going to... I'm gonna go ahead and attack it again. Um, let's see. And then, um, if it hits, I'm going to do something else. So let's go ahead and swing at it with the rapier once again. Which, actually, I would have an advantage, so let me. It's gonna save you, crit. Either way, you hit. So yeah. roll me some damage. No. Damage, uh, and then since it hit, I'm also going to uh, use one of my expending on my uses of bardic inspiration and uh, use what's called uh, defensive flourish. So you kind of see the the rapier kind of jab at it, kind of vital hit, uh, 17 damage, and then you'll see the rapier kind of pull out and whip around again. And with defensive flourish, uh, my movement, the walking speed, increases by 10 foot until the end of the turn. And if it hits, I expend the use of part of inspiration and deal extra damage uh, equal to the number you roll on the die. So, good. Two more damage, and then I also get a temporary plus two. To my AC and okay. uh, gonna actually I'm gonna I'm gonna stay I'm gonna stay right there so stay right where I'm at and just kind of post up and uh, evaluate how this thing's looking next door. Okay. All right. So that didn't go well for spawn number one. So it's gonna try something a little different this time and it's trying to decide it's gonna decide to hmm, it's gonna go after that little thing that it's gonna actually reach with its claws and try to grab it by the try to grab uh, clang by the throat and that's gonna be a 15 clang that will miss that will miss. Okay, well, it is going to try to do that again. And it's just flailing at this point. It got close with the with the, the right hand, and then the left was not good enough. So it's just flailing over there now. And that's going to bring up Clang. Clang, this thing is not looking good. Between, between you and Athos, you have actually really, really hurt this thing. Clang is going to do what Clang does best, and she is going to hit. Alright. Go after it, Clang. Yep, that'll hit. Roll me some damage. That's 12. Just hang it on. You rocked it to one knee. Alright, and like, then I'm going to use my extra attack and hit it again. Alright, do it. 
That'll hit with the advantage. All right, explain how you kill this thing. Um, playing in the moment, um, when she begins fighting, she almost becomes a different kobold. She, like, her eyes, like, narrow into slits. She, like, like, hungers down a little bit more. She just seems more poised. <laughs> and as this thing is flailing at her, she is going to take the opportunity to just kind of, like, pull her arms back with her hands wrapped around her uh, great axe, and she's going to swing it like she swings a baseball bat right at it. Okay, so you kind of drive the slice off an arm and then drive with the first one and then drive it up into the ribs with the second shot. Yep. Kind of thing. Okay. And you almost slice it in twain. But there is an arm that got lopped off there. And the one is dead. All right. Anything else? You still have a move. Um... Thing. Oh, I can't that part. Yeah, um, you can move. You can move over with Kling. Yes, that is exactly what Kling is going to do. She is going to see it fall, and say, "Look over, see that Kling is in possible danger," and sprint over to stand next to her sister, um, quite cheerily shouting, "Kling, Kling! I killed it! Look, 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 look! <gasps> There's so much blood!" <laughs> and she's, yeah. Yeah, the blood is actually like like a black ichor. It's not right red blood. And yep. that is the end of my turn. Alright. So next up is number two. And it is going to swipe. At Athos with its claws and try to grab Athos, or uh, not Athos, but uh, Figs uh, by the throat. If it can find one. At 16? Uh, yeah, it has to beat my AC, so yeah, 16 hits. Okay. Alright, it is going to forego the damage and is, you are grappled. DC to escape is 13. And it is going to try to bite. That is a 14 to hit. That'll hit. All right, that's going to be seven damage to you. And... Yep, so... Yep, that's five piercing and two necrotic. That matters to you. No, sir, but thank you. Okay. And... So, uh, these are going to work a little different than that, but it's going to, you're, you can kind of feel some of your life essence leech from you. Uh, yep. So your maximum, your maximum hit points have been reduced by seven. Uh. Until a long until a long rest. So make sure that somewhere. So until you get to sleep, your maximum hit points can't go over seven short. Uh. 
Oh yeah, you oh, wait, are raging. Yeah, I am raging, so it'd be halved. Did you yeah, roll sorry. it with um disadvantage too? Uh, well, the, the, it was a it was a double roll, so I took the lower oh, okay. of the two rolls okay. anyway. Yeah, so I only so. took eight. Yeah. Well, it was seven. You would have taken three. So your maximum now. So your maximum. Well, but even on the first one on the claws, wouldn't that have been a disadvantage? Oh, yep, you're right. So you didn't take anything. So never mind. Good call, guys. Yay. This is why it's this is why it's important to remember your own because I'm not keeping up with them. <laughs> well, to be fair, you know, new characters made these. I've never know. raged before. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not outside of the club, guys. Not outside of the club. You you haven't raged in deep before. You yeah. have raged on this show. <laughs> we, wow. we 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 all, all the three the the four of us that are here that remember the uh the, the trip back home where you were in the car. Yeah. <laughs> I get to cuss at people for reasons. Yeah. So, Figs, you're up. Um, you are after, raging. After seeing uh, the little lizardy friend there uh, make a make a show of the other person, Figs kind of feels as though he needs to show his strength. So uh, he's gonna jump into the air, uh, kind of hovering above uh, the remaining uh, combatant there, and he's gonna swing down on him twice from above, like swinging at his head. Okay. Get after it. Why does it keep rolling with advantage? Stop it. Uh, well, I, want, I, I want you to take two, two. I want you to do two. That way it, it just makes it easier. Okay. So that way so. If you do have advantage. So that's an 11 hit. That will oh. not hit. Alright. Even more pissed off this time. He's going to swing down even harder. 22 will hit. Uh, that's only going to six. Only six. Uh, and, uh, question, Tom. Uh, it's too late now. You have to do it before you attack. But you can do, like, a reckless attack to get advantage, right? Uh, I don't have reckless. I have a frenzied. Um, frenzied. But I don't have rec reckless. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Different type of part. Got it. Yeah. Just curious. All right. Is that everything for figs? Yeah, unfortunately. He was trying to look really cool and it didn't happen, so... Now this little lizard's making him look bad. Alright, next up is Kling. Kling is going to... How's this, how's this guy looking? Ah, uh, it's not right as rain, but it's, 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 it's taking some licks. Kling is going to cast Hideous Laughter All right. on the Vampire Spawn. Uh, save for me. Yep. So I'll save 15. Wisdom save. Wisdom save. 19. It's a save. 
I don't think that this advantage applies anymore. It was just the next turn. Yeah. Okay. Well, what was the? Let's see. What's the wording on that? Well, either either way, it's gonna pass. Is a nineteen or a seventeen? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so nothing happens. Yep, nothing happens. Okay. Alright, anything else? else? Uh... Nope. That's it. Yeah. I was gonna say, you might, if somebody's hurt, you could throw a healing word somewhere. But that'd yeah. be about the only thing. Oh, that is a bonus action, isn't it? Yep. But it's also is a spell it... slot, too, so... Yeah. No, I'll, I'll wait. Yeah, I don't think anybody's really bad hurt. Yeah. Alright, next up is Athos, the top of round three. Uh, Alright, so, and uh, I can't remember to hide or attempt to hide. Is that a bonus or is that an action? Uh, I would say that is part of a move action. Cunning action. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's a bonus action, though, isn't it? Yeah. But if you if you're gonna if you're gonna move more than two spaces, mm -hmm. uh, it is going to you're gonna get disadvantage on the roll. Okay. Well, these these three here, right in front of me, they're they're very small, so. Would I have any problem uh, shooting over them at this with like a bow and arrow? Oh no, you're good. Okay. So then he's he's not going to as a bonus action. Uh, going to attempt to kind of slink into whatever shadows is is directly around him. Okay. And uh, sheath his rapier and pull out his bow and arrow and attempt to shoot at the second vampire spawn that, uh, that showed up. Okay. Uh, so first things first, um, do you still have your light out? I thought I said I'd put it away because that's like right when I tripped too. Okay. Yeah, I think I was, I, I couldn't remember what if you had said you'd put it away. Yeah, that's, that's perfectly fine. Okay, okay, you're good. Uh, do you want a stealth check to see if yes, I'm give me yes, give me a stealth roll. Okay, fourteen. All right, it does not. It's not paying you any attention, and you're kind of you kind of like slide back a little bit into the dark. Okay, so then he's gonna knock an arrow and shoot it that way. Sixteen will hit. Eleven damage. So yeah, he's just going to kind of stay back there in the shadows and hope he does not get seen. All right, next up is Clang. Clang is going to. So which one of these is the? Um. This one. That one. Okay. You have you have a route that you can take that won't. I just I just counted it. Okay. Uh, so so you, you can get there. Yeah, she'd move over there. Yep. Battle savvy. Uh, 
and I don't know if you can guess what Clang is going to do. Uh, Clang's fixing to go slashy slashy with axy axy. Correct. Oh. Alright. That 20 will hit. Go ahead and roll damage. That's 11. Okay. And one more time. 15 will not hit this time. Oh, I should have used my my dice. I have uh, my bard, my bard dice. My um. Uh, I'll give it to you if you want to burn it. Yeah, might as well before I forget about it. <laughs> I'll I'll let you, I'll let you burn it because I said that pretty quick. Uh, so go ahead and roll me damage. It doesn't matter what it was. Oh. Okay. Eleven more, so this thing is not looking good. It is not looking good, and it is its turn. So, all right, it is going to declare movement to here. Clang and Figs get an opportunity attack here. Figs, why don't you go ahead and take your opportunity attack? Okay, that will not hit. All right, Clang, give me another one. Give me your, give me your uh, opportunity attack. All right, that'll hit. Roll me damage. Twelve. All right. Just hanging on. So one, two, three, four, five, six, and one, two, three, four, five, and it is off the board. It ran away, and it went. It went back down, and you guys kind of see it run out, and it disappears into the darkness. You don't see what uh, what passage it took. And guys, that is going to take you out of combat. So it when it went, it, it went further than sixty foot away. Yes. Okay. Well, so I can, sixty I can foot see away from. Yeah. From, well, it from, disappeared into the dark. Okay. So it kind of just took off and, and took a yeah it took yeah it took off like like it took off and like it like got it got it took that axe on the on the you know on the hip and mm-hmm. like it's it staggered but then it like went down to all fours and took off okay and then uh so nobody figs did not get bit right that was no he didn't he did of, not get bit. okay so we were, we had to retcon that Yes, okay, that's what I was making sure. So after uh, he takes off, um, or that thing takes off, um, Athos is going to glance down at the dead one at his feet, and uh, he's going to take his rapier back out and stab it through the the temple, um, just kind of icing on the cake, making sure it's dead. Um, Then once it's kind of pinned... Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's got an arm missing... And Great Axe got jabbed up into its rib cage. Yeah, well, like uh, from from under the bottom, so it's almost it's almost cut in two. Uh, but does Athos realize recognize what this was? Give me. Give me an Arcana check. Uh, you can tell that this is an uh, this is some sort of undead, 
probably vampiric, but not a full-on vampire, or at least uh, at least if it's a vampire, it was a very weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he's gonna stab it through the temple. Just wants to keep it pinned, knowing it was undead. Just can't be too sure. Uh, I'm gonna pull one of his daggers out and lift its lip up, like its mouth open. See if he can see if it's what he thinks it is. See if he can see those fangs. Yeah, there's there's definitely fangs there. Um, and then after that is uh, look around at uh, the small ones over here. And uh, once it's confident it's dead, pull his rapier back out, kind of sling the blood off of it, resheathe it, and walk back over um, and just look around at uh, everybody. Is everybody okay? Uh, no one got bit. Biggs is probably looking at you like you're a little bit of a weirdo after uh, walking up to the dead body and like attacking it more. And he's just thinking to himself, "Fucking cats!" I tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Um, he's just kind of like he's he's over there dusting off his feathers, and uh, he's gonna look over to the little lizard. So, how about you two? Playing. Oh. <laughs> Perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> I want the answers. Clang is um, very aggressively um, shaking the blood off her sword. <laughs> Spraying... You didn't use the sword. You used, you used oh, the axe. Yes, I'm sorry, the great axe. She's very aggressively shaking the blood off her great axe. Probably spraying people with a couple droplets here and there. Fig's uh, kind of dismissal of, of his comment and uh, maybe realizing it looked kind of weird to brutalize a corpse uh, the way he did. Uh, oh, I ask this because these were uh, younger, uh, lower vampires. And uh, getting bit might uh, turn somebody turn uh, make them uh, like them oh but they were kind of cool though uh, uh, no no little one they they're not uh, they're uh, bloodthirsty monsters that are driven by their desire to feed I like they, to eat me too kind of hang his head rub his uh his his temple a little bit. Uh, he, he, yes, but they they feed on people. They they eat flesh, blood. Hmm. Oh, oh. Uh, Clang is going to shake Clang's arm, just like Mom used to do. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna probably see Figs kind of like uh, sneakily look at the the two uh, lizards there and like kind of point at the teeth in his mouth and point at the. Uh, you know, the vampire's teeth and then point at uh, uh, JJ's character. Like, kind of insinuating he has teeth, too. Like, like, hey, look. Look, look, look at that. Look. <laughs> yeah, the, fa- the fact that Figs does not have teeth. 
<laughs> he's just kind of like po pointing to like the vampire teeth and then pointing it at you know his mouth but you know pointing at uh, uh, uh what's your character's name uh, uh, athos athos yeah so he's pointing at the vampire teeth and then pointing at like his mouth and then like at athos mouth like mm-hmm mm -hmm, yep mm -hmm. <laughs> throw his hands up uh kind of in, in exasperation this what i'm trying to say is this could be dangerous because there was or is a master vampire that created these it might be advisable to report what we have found uh, if it is possible to secure holy water that could give us uh, an advantage against more of them. Hmm. My mom was dangerous, and then <laughs> Kling is gonna get down on all fours and start howling. <laughs> Kling will instantly join her. It's like the damn dogs from Zootopia. She's <laughs> yeah. gonna start a howl. <laughs> so we have howling lizards now. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna need to hear these howls. Hold on. This is an audio program. Oh. We need to hear the owls. Oh. <laughs> ready? 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 Yeah. Yeah. Three, two, one. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. That's, that's the best thing I've heard all day. <laughs> I, I, I really, I really hope that comes through on the on the recording. Yes. So. Yes. Yes. Uh, so yeah, uh, we got. I, I was gonna rush up and be like, would, would you two shut up? I, I'm sorry, but. We do not need more of them. Kling will be like, Oh! What? I, it, they might be attracted by sound. Or that one that ran uh, may go gather more of his kind. Kling is going to um, very quietly go, Oh! <sighs> In spite of himself, he, he will crack a, a toothy feline grin. Uh, and, and you, uh, look down at uh, Clang. I have to say, I am impressed. I would not expect one so tiny to hit so hard. At that, Clang will clamber up to her feet, kind of like um, she has seen people do it before and um she's going to salute <laughs> to athos <laughs> and she's going to say yes i i hit hard um yes mm -hmm. uh, he will not uh return that uh exact salute but uh imagine something similar to the salute from uh, attack on titan which kind of more of a Say, uh, I'm gonna create it. It's a, uh, it's canon now. It's more of a sailor's salute in this uh, uh, world, and uh, kind of incline his head towards her, um, but then look around and he'll pull out his flashlight and focus the beam a little more down that hallway that that thing ran to, and uh, without taking his eyes off the hallway, he'll say back to the three. So, 
at this point, do we return to the captain and report and try to outfit better, or do we press on? Is that what we came here for? Uh, well, we came to find out what it was. The unfortunate thing is we don't know how many there are. If we can uh, uh, block access to uh, this entrance, uh, I know there might be more, but at least one entrance could be secure. Well, I mean, this is this is a this is a sewage su- a sewer system that has lots of cross mm. paths, so like it's it would be nigh on impossible to shut everything down. Now, what you could pro- what you probably have to do is go back. And, uh, actually, no, give me a wisdom check. Uh, give me a wisdom check, Athos. Let's see. Let's see, this is going to occur to you. It won't be a real high check. Yeah. So, what you have to do is you have to go. You have to report this, so they can stop they can stop people from moving outside of the city outside of the the uh, of undertide the actual town that's been set up and they need to get reinforcements down here to protect the town uh, yeah so he, he's really that back to them um, and you probably need to bring some sort of prize back to show them uh, yeah so with that so you can relay that. Uh, we we should return. This could be a much bigger problem than the four of us can solve. Uh, you, uh, small axe wielding thing. I don't think he ever really cared to to catch names. Uh, uh, we need to return with. Would you please detach its head? Hmm. I will carry it, but... Okay. My... And he'll kind of gesture towards his rapier. Uh, my sword is not suited for that type. You got it. And Clang will, um... Hack its head off with her great axe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chop it. Is there some sort of check to see how well she does it? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that now that it's not the heat of battle, it's a little uh, jagged, but it, 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 it's, it's one, it's one, it's, yeah, it's one shot, but okay. uh, um, it's, it's, a, it's a little messy and a little ragged yeah. cut. So he'll, uh, he'll pull out a, uh, I'm sure he's got some, some sort of uh, cloth, uh, somewhere in his bag or, or even a burlap type sack for storing stuff. Yeah. Pull it out and uh, use a dagger to kind of scoot the head inside of it, wrap it up. Uh, he's not going to put it in a pack. He's going to hold it still uh, in one hand and the light still pouring down that tunnel. Uh, I'll just again talk back to uh, the other three. Uh, we, sh- we should go. Uh, we do not want to be caught down here with more. And he's going to 
with that light still trained in that direction, walk backwards uh, carefully, you know, glancing back so he doesn't trip and uh, back towards the entrance so they can get back to the guard captain. Okay. Yep. So you guys make it back through the cross tunnels to the main thoroughfare, uh, the, you know, the main, the main, you know, the main uh, highway here. And it takes you a couple of hours to get back to Undertide. Uh, and you guys actually make it back probably a little after what would normally be lunchtime. And you head back to the to the guardhouse. And Captain Walsh is actually there, like, kind of surprised that you're back so quickly. He actually looks at you and says, so back so soon? Um, he will raise the, the bag up and no doubt soaked uh, a little yeah. bit in that, that black icarish blood yeah. um, and just kind of gesturing around like where would you like me to set this uh, what do you have there here and he kind of walks over to this metal table instead of the wood table and he says what what is it and he kind of motions for you to empty the bag and he'll, he'll set it down and kind of grab a corner and, and dump it out. And, and I'll glance back at the other three. We were immediately ambushed by uh, one of these. And a second one quickly, quickly joined. It is some sort of vampire. And like you see like he goes from smiling you know kind of you know like okay well you guys you know, went out and you didn't find anything to oh you found something oh holy crap you found a vampire he'll watch his, his face you know slide through that range of emotions yes there as I stated was another unfortunately it was quite quick and on the edge of killing it it, uh, it ran down further into the tunnels where we could not see it. Great. We have a vampire problem in Undertide now. Interesting. So he kind of like reaches onto his belt and pulls out like a you know like a like a like a pocket tool and kind of opens the jaw up and like measures the you know, the, the inside, like, like the canine fangs on it. I was like, this one was young, but I don't recognize the face. It doesn't look like it's from, they're from around here, which is very odd. And we're not missing any merchant caravans. That feels a little kind of chime in. It is possible uh, or they could have stowed away on a ship and while trying to find shelter were turned by a master vampire. Our mages haven't detected any necrotic buildup of power anywhere, but they may not have been looking underground where they should have been looking if they were looking for something like 
I have to say, this was excellent work, you four. Excellent work indeed, and we are... I'm best now. I'm, I had my doubts when you four were in here earlier, but I think that this is going to be an excellent, excellent group here. It appears you worked well together, and to defeat even you know a young vampire is definitely a feat that not many adventurers or especially town guardsmen can lay claim to. So I need to contact uh, the main constabulary and we need to shut down all travel in from the main outside exterior road and prepare to bring in your supplies through the elevator. And he, he kind of you know, pats, uh, you know, you know, pats Athos on the, sh on the shoulder. And as he's walking by, he pats, you know, kind of absentmindedly on the head. He, he pats a uh, clink and clank on the head. And you guys are left there as he kind of heads back towards the back of the room. And you guys are kind of left standing there with a, you know, dismembered head of a young vampire. And I think that's where we're going to end for this evening. Nice. Hooray. I was so going to step on JJ's tail as we were walking out if I had the chance, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it never had an opportunity, but I was, I was, uh, if he got you know, scared or whatever, I was going to have him do the, the cat poofy tail thing. <laughs> Because that was one of my favorite things when when the cats are just walking, just tails just gonna, fluffed up. I was just gonna try to influence our little lizard pals to fuck with you too. Like, watch me step on his tail. Yeah, you guys. Do <laughs> oh <second>. no! <laughs> Don't give Clang any ideas. <laughs> yeah, so, am, am I the only one that kind of pictures uh pictures her as like uh, Zero from Mega Man? Like, it's such a small little creature jumping around with his <laughs> war axe, just like jumps. <laughs> Jumps midair, holding the axe, and just does a flip. That's how she attacks. Oh yeah, yeah. It has like, okay. uh, the midair slide. And, uh, yeah, I was I was just kind of picturing. I was like, well, you can't really just make a full swing off the ground with that thing. <laughs> I guess you could just look ridiculous like that hammer in Smash Brothers, but you know, kind of kind of just picturing like Zero from Mega Man doing that flip with the sword. I, I just uh, imagine we get all this praise from the the. the town guard captain and then as he you know is walking out the door burst open bird and two lizards followed by an irate cat who's trying to kill them all <laughs> oh well uh, there's less dysfunction today than there has been in our TGP oh. episodes mm. yes so much but I mean yeah. that was that was just character tension it, yeah I, I did like the uh, cling and clang dynamic that they, they were fun. <laughs> oh yeah, that was great. That was great, ladies. Y'all did fantastic with that. Amazing. Thank you, thank you. Like, Hannah, first two minutes on, or not even two, yeah. like ten seconds. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, these characters are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, 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 well, I mean, I knew what kind of role player M, M was, and then it's like, well, if Hannah's half the role player that M is, like this. Yeah, like you saw that. I, that's what I posted. It's like twin kobolds for the win. I, I, <laughs> I knew that that was going to work. 
First time we played a game together in years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a long time. Well, uh, Hannah, I hope you had had fun playing with us this evening. I did. I had a fantastic time. We got a pretty pretty good group here. Well, I, I think if, if you're down for it, we'll, we'll kind of pencil this in as, as a regular for, you know, you know, at least a couple of sessions and just kind of see where it goes and then you know, we can always pick it back up and, and like I said with this one being more of a town guard kind of thing we can float people in and out as needed I mean we can run a three person session with this you know, we can run five or six with it if we want to bring in more guests mm-hmm. things like that it's the more the more moving parts the harder it is to you know to to make it all fit yeah, well, and even uh, I just know how I am. I don't know about uh, Am and Hannah overall, but I have so many characters that I want to play that just might randomly throw one in there. <laughs> yeah, and if and if you want to change out a character, like I said just kind of with the rules that we have, or we can even bring in like, oh, well, we're going to do some specialized training with uh, with a so and so, you know, from the from the main town guard. And it might be a half elf or a dwarf or a, you know, a human or, a, you know, or, you know, it's like, well, this is an exchange program from this town. Exchange and, program. Yeah. We're bringing in, you know, bringing like just completely. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're, we're bringing, we're bringing in a, 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 a we're bringing in a storm soul genasi. So, yeah, I mean, any of that kind of stuff's going to be, you know, that's on the table in a setting like this. Might even be nice. Like when summer is back. If she's having a night, you know. Yeah. It'll be easy to throw in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, just, I just don't know if we can do, you know, if, if we can have one without the other when it comes to clink and clank, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can throw together team. characters. Like, I'm already hoping that neither of you die. <laughs> oh, how sad. That would like be... <laughs> Makes me want to play a player from now on, just to, so I can, you know, revivify somebody. Oh, guys have seen me angry, but have you seen me cry? <laughs> uh, well, I, I got you almost an angry cry that one time. <laughs> when? Well, well, There's no, been no, so no, many times. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom. Slapped, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Richard, yeah Tom yeah. did that, more of that than me. Yeah, Tom did make me angry. I try. Like, I try. You won't like me when I'm angry. They don't know that reference, man. No. Uh, come on, that's that's Avengers. I mean, that's not that's that's not even that old. That's only like ten years old. So were they? <laughs> no, I was fourteen. Thank you. Oh my dear. I was just looking at, uh, like, I've got a, a Fearbolg uh, Grave Domain Cleric, and I'm like, that could be even somebody brought in to, like, oh, yeah, that, the, the, the vampire yeah. problem. And, like, I, I don't know, I know M probably knows this. Uh, they have such cool features, the Grave Domain Clerics. Oh, Hannah, Hannah plays Hi. those. Oh, Did so, I? Like, the, the, you played the, one in my game, Hannah. Yeah, who, who was that? Crit. That's just so OP. No. Here? No. 
Was no. it Namir? No, Namir was a light cleric. Who? Grave domain cleric. Was it's it like Nim? Your very yeah, Nim. it was your very it first D&D character. Yeah, Nim. Nim was a grave domain. I am a cleric um, enthusiast. I have not played anything else besides a cleric. Groups always need clerics, though. No, oh, yeah. no, no one usually wants to play the healer, so it's it's good that you you know you main heals. <laughs> Funny thing is, in my um, current Pathfinder game I'm in, I play a Dampier cleric of Zura, and I don't heal. I deal negative <laughs> damage. So, holy damage, huh? Yes. That's a, that sounds more paladin-y than to me than that than than cleric. She is very, a uh, very paladin-esque cleric. I even smite and stuff with my uh, harms. Okay. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Like, yeah, that one went pretty quick. Uh, yeah. Felt like it did anyway. I mean, standard. I mean, it's, you know, it was like five to eleven when when it finished. So I mean, mm -hmm. we started right at nine o'clock. You know, once we actually got going, so. I mean, that'll be an hour and 25, hour 20, hour 25 minutes of usable time. That's for you early people. You know, it's it's mm. 12 on my side here. Yeah. I'm the yeah. cool end of the, the spectrum. Right. <laughs> well, now you're, the only, you're, now you're the only East Coaster that I, you know, Eastern time zone that I got, so. No, I mean, Hannah, Eastern time. Oh, I thought y'all were Central. Nope. Are you there in one of those... Eastern podunk places. Yeah. Well, y'all. Yeah, but y'all are early twenties, so but they're fine. Yeah, yeah, y'all are good. Oh, oh wait, I, I need to know, Hana. What's your uh, what's your stance on Scrapple? Scrapple? <laughs> yes. I say no. No, like, don't you it, don't you I, listen? I enjoy. It's not the board game. Not the yeah, board not, game. Not not Scrabble. Scrapple. I have no clue. Oh, no, you're missing out. You gotta try it. It's the best. Oh, it's it's crappy. Mm, JJ, you don't even get to say it's terrible. You've never tried it. I don't want to hear your face. It's, you know what? it's an amazing I've, breakfast meat. I've never eaten sweaty ass either, but I can tell you it's probably terrible. <laughs> it's probably the same. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Are you gonna lie to all of our listeners like that, Jit? <laughs> like I said, almost everything has a price. God. He just said sweaty, he didn't say uh. Alright guys, it is it is bedtime. Mm -hmm. I know Tom Tom's gotta be up in a few hours to to go to his job. Oh, luckily I got to go on late right now. We're like closed for renovations and stuff, so I get to go on late. Oh, okay. And I haven't haven't had to see people. I've just been like painting our offices and stuff. So I'm like, actually, oh nice. Oh shoot, Hannah, you missed out. I listen to a bunch of Critical Role and paint stuff right now. <laughs> Hannah just quit her job at a hotel. I did. Oh man, well I you did. can come down. You can come down working in, in Maryland <laughs> at my hotel. Uh I mean, Tom. Tom has tried to get us all to quit our jobs and move to Maryland <laughs> to come work for him. I'm sure you'll treat me better than my boss did. Yeah, and we have miniature golf and stuff. You know, you can oh, just go. Oh, like, heck yeah! 
indoor outdoor pools miniature golf we have a movie theater i'm a pretty good housekeeper <laughs> hey, that's good that, that's all we need we're not fancy no i'm at a coffee shop now wake up the crack of dawn See, I would be okay with coffee shop. I love all the smells. I like I like making things, but like the kind of people that go to coffee shops, eh. Karen's. You would the you would angry old man. You would Chad. think that the smells that you love, like fresh pizza, you would want to work there. But then you come home and you smell like old pizza, uh, stale pizza, or stale coffee, or spoiled you know. milk. Yeah, my apron. Oh my gosh. After a while, you just stop smelling the coffee scent, and then you're just sad. Just inhale. Yeah. <laughs> Stick your nose up the bag of the espresso beans and just inhale. Just trying to smell something. <laughs> I love the smell of Subway, too. Subway? <laughs> uh, like, you can go on Subway, it smells like fresh bread and, like, you know, toppings and stuff. I don't know exactly what the smell is, but Subway smell good inside. It smells like Subway? Subway. Yeah, it has, it has its own unique scent. Emily likes to smell bread that she can't eat. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why taunt her? Why taunt her? Let me sniff the loaf, baby. Let me sniff the loaf. Anytime I eat anything that, like any kind of bread, I ask her if she wants to smell. <laughs> just that's just that's just mean, Hannah. I am a little bit mean. Sure, there's some gluten-free, tragic-tasting bread out there. It's not the same. Yeah, like I said, it's probably tragic tasting. Like we had biscuits the other day for um, lunch. Oh, man. <laughs> like the big grands, like the flaky ones. Actually, mm. well, look up, look up uh, John John Panette's, uh, He's He's got he's got a bit on low-carb food, and then he's got an, another one on gluten-free food. And he will, t yeah, it's like, gluten-free food? It needs gluten. I don't know what I don't know what it is, but obviously it's delicious. It's, it's like having Chinese food without MSG. It's like <laughs> it's just it's not, not the, the same. same. It's not the same. It's not the same wanting to have to wanting to you know, having to go back to town and get Taco Bell because your Chinese is already gone. Mm, Taco Bell. Mm. Something else Emily can't eat. <laughs> no quesadillas for Emily. Yeah. Yeah, is, is corn also considered gluten? Like you can't have like the corn chips. No, I can have corn, but like no, you can have crunchy tacos. Yeah, you but the quesadilla. Uh, quesadillas Talk are so overrated. Quesadillas slap. I mean, they're I'm, so I'm not going to say they're not bad. They're 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 good, but you know, I would take like the chalupa over it, or I'd, I'd probably even just take a hard taco over it. No. Yeah, just get a crunch a crunchy chicken taco, and you'll be good. No, it's not the same. I think if Emily could, she would just eat the sauce out of the quesadillas. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, it, it is good. You're not quesadilla. wrong. Quesadilla. Can you get quesadilla. it on the side? Yeah, you can. Just take See? it with you. Just, Please. Yeah, just get the sauce Please on the give side. give me the sauce. Bro. I beg. Salt oh, the sauce. in the sauce. I'm lost in the sauce. Look at the Taco Bell quesadilla sauce. I'm sorry. I, I zone out for a second. All I hear is, give me the sauce. I'm like, dear Lord, what did I, what did I miss? <laughs> this is how the end of these always goes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I have some sort of food conversation. Uh, TGP yeah, this is yeah, real fucking quick. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah this is yeah this is our this is our obligatory food conversation because we really didn't get into it in the game all right but I, I still have that piece of angel food cake and i made mm -hmm. myself some strawberries with like you know like a little bit of sauce and i have whipped uh, cream for it that is a just, cake dessert i know and it's just gonna sit there because i feel guilty eating this late and like oh yeah fatty just what you need a big old piece of cake to go lay down in bed after Give some heartburn <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think I've ever had heartburn. Oh. I think it's it's because of my, my terrible eating habits are just like protecting me. If you wake up and just start smashing hot wings for breakfast, your body's just like, bro, we're we're fucked already. Don't even don't send up warning signals. It's we know what we got into. No, man, hot wings gonna, for breakfast. It's gonna hit you and then you're gonna you're gonna They all say that, bro, I have gray in my beard, it's not hitting me yet, it's not hitting me. Like Emily coming upstairs in the middle of the night just to see me eating ramen at like <laughs> two thirty in the morning. Can I sniff your pasta? Can <laughs> I sniff your pasta? <laughs> As if I don't eat pasta for every other meal. She's asking to see people's nudes, but she was talking about noodles. <laughs> pasta noodles. I have a problem. I ate pasta for dinner tonight, actually. There, that's not a problem. As an Italian, I approve of all noodles. My name uh, isn't pasta loving in it for no reason. I mean, <laughs> I, I also hate when people call like everything spaghetti because it has a red sauce on it. Like we're having spaghetti. I'm like, that's not fucking spaghetti. Who would touch my spaghetti? Who touch my spaghetti? <laughs> Spaghetti's a type of noodle, and these jackasses be eating elbows, talking about well, eating spaghetti. The fuck if you are. Sorry. That's clearly a rotini, sir. <laughs> yeah. So, Tom, have, have you ever seen uh, the Band of Brothers miniseries? The, the what now? Band of Brothers miniseries on HBO. Oh, no, no, but I I, I just uh, saw one with uh, what's that old action star dude name? Um, I thought which one? Uh, he just he has this actual series on TV right now. Um, Rocky. Um, come on. Yeah, Stallone. Yeah, he has a he has like a series on TV now. Mm -hmm. Or well, I guess I guess it's not on TV, like Paramount well, or I mean, something I guess, like that. Uh, what, what's his face? Uh, um, oh shit, I just lost his name. The 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 one that's fat now and like kicks Tonto <laughs> in the face because he can't. Uh, uh, Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah, he's got his own. But but no, there's a scene in uh, Band of Brothers like early on in the first, I think first or second episode, uh, where. <laughs> They get a uh, a special lunch of spaghetti, and uh, you know several Italians. It's a World War II thing, and one of them says, "This ain't spaghetti. This is army noodles with ketchup." He goes, "Come on, got the guy's nickname's Gonnery." He goes, "As a fellow Italian, calling this uh, spaghetti a sacrilege or something like that." Who said that? It's it, it's so true. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm gonna get off of here. <laughs> I've got to get to bed. Yeah, I gotta go jump in the shower and get to bed. Oh yeah. So right. what happened with your car, man? Oh, well, I mean, it's still running. Uh, it's just uh, the reinforcements on the frame got. I got hit square right in the and with the height of the other car, hit right on the support. So like my trunk still opens and closes. And nothing's badly damaged. It'll need a new rear bumper. So as long as it didn't damage the frame, it should be fine. Um, 
But Any other was, small issues you've been having that you can blame on this accident? I, I was trying to think. I was like, hmm. But no, fortunately not. Oh. Um, but I got to go tomorrow morning and give the police report. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll be hearing more from Hannah, who will be guest starring with us for a little while, and some other guests soon enough. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a production of the Tortured Gnome Podcast Network. Copyright 2023.